There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Tampa Bay Lightning play Columbus in game five today at noon. Can they wrap up round one of their Stanley Cup playoffs? And did you see the story about Fernando Tatis Jr., the Padres, up 7 to nothing? He swings at a 3-0 pitch and hits a grand slam. But the unwritten rules of baseball say he should have done that, and he apologized. We'll tell you why those rules should never be written or spoken, for that matter. And what is the future of college football this year? We'll discuss all of that and more with Chris Torello of Spectrum Sports 360 on Bay News 9 on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, coming up on Friday's podcast, we're going to have your uh, mailbag questions. You can submit those to us anytime. And the way you do it is just go to Twitter, at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Your email questions on the big show, on the podcast on Friday. All right, the lovely and talented Chris Torello of Spectrum Sports 360 and Bay News 9 joins us now. And, Chris, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning play Columbus in Game 5 today. It's a nooner. It's a businessman special. Not that anybody can go, but we can watch. So they got a 3-1 lead. Uh, Do they wrap up the series? Yeah, I think they do. Um, You know, I'll tell you what. I was a little shocked after them losing Game 2 after that marathon Game one, thank God it started at 3 p.m. or we would have never gotten it on the air that night. Uh, you know, it would, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I think they've they've handled their business well. Braden Point's been terrific. You get play from Alex Kalorn. Um, the guys who have needed to step up when a guy like Stamkos isn't there, they've done it. And Vasilevsky's as good as anyone. I mean, give credit to Corpusalo. I mean, imagine having to call your mom and say, hey, I just stopped a thousand shots, but we lost. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't imagine that, but you know, you know, I think it's good revenge. I think it's a good first step, and you know, I, the Lightning. I think John Cooper said it best before they went to the bubble. I think this is a team that responds well when they're away from home and when they kind of have to just lock in and focus. and And I think they've done a really nice job. Do we think Corpusello's mom's not watching the game? <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't know. My mom wouldn't watch. You know, like. I'm trying you know, to think like, of when the last time I had to tell my mom. Oh, I know what it was. I was 15, and I hit a home run first year in senior league, and uh, they weren't at the game, so they came home, and I had to tell them. I, I, so, I just think that you know, if you're in the NHL and you got 87 saves, they probably heard about it. I could be wrong. So I played travel ball until I was like 16, and then I got a job. Yeah, yeah um, you did. Yeah, you my did. My mother would sit there in her chair with other moms. And so I remember I got like a base hit one time and like, I mean, I'm not a fast runner, but I like, like I beat out an infield hit. Like it was legit. Nice. Like speed. So I get on first and like, and it's not really loud. Cause it's like, you know, such a 16 year, 15 year olds playing baseball in the summer. And my, I could hear my mother talking and all of a sudden she goes, Oh, Chris is on first. How did he get there? So it was like a real, <laughs> she, wait, you know, she's at the game. She's yeah. at the game. How did oh you my. get there, Chris? 
So it was uh, <laughs> like yelling at me to like talk to her. Oh, don't shut up. Base hit. Base what hit. What you do? Okay. Yeah. Like, what do you got the score book there, Ma? Yeah. Okay. Just draw the little one. <laughs> and I don't know how to do that, Chris. So that's just uh, hey, I, I can remember parents lobbying for uh, for the scorebook, control of that scorebook. Oh, God, yeah. That's a hit. That's oh, a that's hit. a hit. That's, oh, that's a base hit. Come on, that's a base hit. Get him in. Yankees are going to draft him. He's going to be the next Lou Gehrig. Come on. So, I played with a guy in high school that would change uh, the hits from er- errors to hits uh, between games. I swear to God. Oh, we'd go into the oh, scorebook and like start a racing. Is it that oh. important? Like, that's what I wanted to know. Are you trying to be the Crash Davis of high school? Like, who? You know what the difference between two hundred and fifty and three hundred is? It's one hit per week. A bleeder. Exactly. Exactly. A a dying quail. One hit. That's all it is. (laughs) One damn hit. (laughs) You can say that on the air. Don't worry, Monty. No one's listening. Oh man. Okay, so uh I'm coming up with my MVPs and of course Vasilevsky's always near the top of the list. Let's eliminate him for the heck of it. In this series, you got Yanni Gord or Brayden Point. Who you got? Oh, a pointer. Pointer, no doubt. Um I think he's I think he's he's I think he's established himself. I think he kind of looks at his teammates and says, "Hey boys, I'm Steven Stamkos until Steven Stamkos is back." Like I mm. think they they I think he he's got tremendous speed. I mean, that puck can be sitting there on the blue line going from neutral zone to attack, and he, he can fly by the, the, the defender, cut in and, take a, and make an artistic shot. And um, he makes it look so easy, so effortless. Um, yeah, he's my God. I mean, he's everything you want and more for the type of player you're getting. Uh, you know, I know he you know, wasn't ready at the start of the season way back when, but, I mean, my goodness, what he's done – and, and I think it's only going to continue, and you kind of hope if Stammer gets back eventually, it doesn't ruin, you know, what these guys have because Tyler Johnson can be a leader. Alex Kalorn can step up. So you always wonder if maybe one time there's too many cooks in the kitchen, but when one of those cooks is Steven Stamkos, you're happy with it. Point's just coming into his own. But, yeah, Yanni Gord, you can always be happy with Yanni. But, yeah, I got to go with Point. Yeah, I, I wonder if uh, Columbus will have a little fight left. I mean, I know they'll have a fight left in them, but I, I wonder if they can extend this series just at least one more game. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, the Lightning, I'll say this. This last game, had they not uh, had the offsides penalty, the way Columbus came out and was dominant in the first few minutes and scored that goal that was wiped out, that, that, might have, that, that momentum might have been a little too strong for the Lightning to kind of overcome. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, but... Yeah, it's just you talk about a fight. You go back to what you said about it being a fight. Um, You know, John Tortorella reminds me of the scariest um, coach I ever had in hockey. Um, It was my I was seven years old and he had the beard just like Tortorella. Mm. And like every single time I look at Tortorella, I think. He's about to like, he's about to first, he's going to cuss out the refs. Then he's going to cuss out his own team and they're going to. So you're right about the fight part, you know, like they're, this is a team that's not going to die. So you're right about that. And and again, going back to, you know, Corpusalo and his mother, um, Mm. you know, they've got a really, I mean, and here's the thing, the lightning know more than anyone how to close out a, don't, you know, they know how difficult this is. So I just think right now, like I'd be on the edge of my seat tomorrow if I'm the lightning, especially if you go down a goal, because that's all it takes to kind of put some doubt in your head. Right. 
So, um, yeah. so yeah, I think you're right, though, about that. That'll be interesting. All right, so they're going to get uh, – it looks like they're going to play play Boston, I would imagine, the way these playoffs are falling uh, and not the Islanders. So is is this a good matchup? I know how much you love, uh, you know, playing playing the uh, the Boston teams. Yeah, well, you know, can of corn. But uh, I think, um, <laughs> you know, Tuka Rask was on the golf course. <laughs> That's right, golf. he quit. Yeah, he quit. My God. Um, anywho, <laughs> uh, I think – I think Boston, you know, I always look at the Capitals and I look at the Bruins and I think there's no way on God's green earth this Lightning team can go seven with either one because they're big, they're brutal, whether it's Ovechkin or it's Wilson or it's Chara or it's, you know, it's Bergeron, whoever, it's Marchand licking you. You know, I mean, it's (laughs) there's there's a lot there. And I just think seven. Now, here's the thing. I mean, you don't have I think Pasternak's not been playing. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Bruins, because I didn't expect them to be up three one the way they were the way they played the other night. My goodness. So, yeah, I think. But I'll tell you what, I think if you want to get to the cup, you got to beat the best. And the Bruins have been the best all year. They have. And yeah. um, yeah, I would. Uh, I would venture if I'm gonna if I if I got to get through, but it's gonna be a bruising series, you know. Yes. Um, a couple of years it was a couple of years ago they won it in five, and I actually said they would win that series in five. This one I'm not so sure. This one could go the distance. Yeah, it's gonna be. They're gonna beat up on each other pretty good, and then uh, I think uh, I, I, Philly looks like a team with that young goaltender that's gonna continue to to climb uh, as the number one seed in the East and. And maybe there for the uh, for the Eastern Conference Championship, we'll have to see. There, there was a. Uh, I wanted to talk a little a, bit, a little bit about the uh, the unwritten rules, Chris. Um, big story in uh, in baseball uh, in San Diego, where uh, the uh, the great and I do mean great uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, was playing the the, uh, the the Texas Rangers, I guess, um, and uh, the Padres were up seven to nothing, and the bases are loaded. And it's a 3-0 count. So you, what do you do on a 3-0 count? Well, Tatis got a good pitch to hit, and he uh, he hit it out of the park. He hit a grand slam. Oof. And then somehow felt like he needed to apologize later for running up the score. So we'll talk about that specifically, but also just what do you make of the so-called unwritten rules of the game that for some reason no one has written down? Jesus. Um, you know, I... I, I've always understood in baseball the unwritten rule of you hit our guy, we're going to hit you. You know, like I've, that's mm-hmm. kind of a gentleman's like kind of thing, you know, like, um, you know, to kind of go to the summer Disney plus phenomenon, Hamilton, you know, the duels, you take your 10 paces, you turn, you fire. And if you don't mm. kill the other guy, well, that's the end of it. So, um, you know, I, I almost feel like those are okay. I understand those are unwritten rules, but you're telling a guy in a game that isn't done, stop playing. I, right. I just, I'll never for the life of me understand it. Um, you know, I think one of the most egregious is probably like if you're killing a team on the football field and you say you're going to go for two, you know, mm-hmm. like that's different. Um, yeah. But this is just a guy who said, oh, that's a pitch I want to hit and I'm going to hit it. I mean, what right. happens if he takes a 3-0 pitch and he pops it up? Sure. Then, then we're not talking about this. It's just you're mad because he actually had the power to go opposite field and hit a home run? 
Right. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. It's well, it, and if I you flip this, if, yeah. you know, if, if you flip the script and, and you said, uh, you know, some guy's out here throwing a no-no against you, uh, or we're not, not even go no hitter. Let's just say he's dominant and he gets an O2 count. So then is he, should he throw a ball? <laughs> I mean, cause you can't, yeah. cause you don't have a chance and he's got uh, two strikes on you. Should he just make sure he dirts one up there so you can get back into the count? I mean, that doesn't uh, happen. I like, really, I do, I, I don't get him. I don't get these unwritten rules. I, I know, I understand decorum, but I don't get this one. I was laughing, you know, it's, it's, and, I, and I, the only mistake is that he apologized. I, I yeah. don't know who told him to. Right. Like, I don't think on, my, on my conscience, if someone said the other team's upset, you hit a grand slam, I'd say they should be, they suck. But, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to be mad that I did that. I, I, I don't understand. It's like, can I get mad at, you know, another one is like college basketball, beginning of the year, Duke plays the Citadel and Zion Williamson, um, uh, you know, who didn't take a dime to go to Duke. Uh, you know, he, he goes and <laughs> does this big windmill dunk with 10 seconds left and Duke wins 101 to 51. Right. Is that a little immature? Is that an unwritten rule of, come on, man, like, you know, why are you doing that? Yeah, sure. But it's also like, well, if you didn't want him to dunk, get back on defense, you know, like, or like, you know, like guys go excited because the walk-on comes in and hits a three-point shot and the whole place goes crazy. And then that makes the lead like 40, but everyone's upset on the other bench. Well, then stop him. I've yeah. never understood this. This is competition, is it not, Rick? This yes. is the clock is still running. The game, the meter is still running. We're still calling balls and strikes. Whistling mm-hmm. for fouls. I'm still going to call an icing, even if it's ten to one. Like I don't understand this at all. That's why baseball's losing people every year because of crap like this. It's absolutely absurd. And it's just like, but that's what the fight was on Twitter. Never in my wildest dreams would I ever thought a guy who is tearing up baseball hits a grand slam. And here's another thing, Rick. If that was Mike Trout, do you think there's a big fuss about it? Uh, I'm just point. curious. I'm just curious. Yeah. Good point. All he didn't do was a little bat flip, too, would have pissed him off even more. I would have bat. Next time I hit one, I bat flip. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Oh my God! Well, the unwritten rules—they they tend to fall into one of like three categories. There's the superstitious, right, or oh, yeah. or the the strategic, um, <laughs> and then and then there's the just you, you're being disrespectful. I guess this one would be fall under the disrespectful, I suppose. Um, the superstitious—I mean, you know that that can be a lot. Of, you know, don't talk about a no hitter, right? Don't you know. For yeah. fear that uh, you'll yeah. break that don't up. Near, don't go near the don't go near the, uh, the the pitcher in the dugout. You stay away from me. You know yeah. type of thing. Like don't come try and talk to me. I'm not screwing this up. Or like my favorite is, oh my god, the broadcaster said there was a no hitter. Oh yeah, because that's <laughs> that's why. Like like Blake Snell's throwing a no no through six, but all of a sudden Dwayne stats. You know it's his fault. You know I don't think so. You know come on, don't give me that crap. You know it's, it's not his weird. fault. It's it's not anyone's fault. The pitcher made a pitch and the other guy hit the ball. That's that's the way this works. You know, right. it, it, you know, another one was um, and I don't mind sharing this because I think it's funny going back to the lightning is they have that lightning bolt in the middle of their locker room. Of course, after this year, I don't think we'll ever be allowed back in a locker room. But uh, right. when we used to go, they have that lightning bolt and they tell media members 
who are so focused on writing stories, looking for players. Sometimes I have my own camera, my own microphone. I don't have, I have to just scramble. Oh, don't, don't touch that. Don't walk on the carpet there. Why? Well, there's a lightning bolt there. And, and if you step on that, it's going to give the team bad luck. And, and to be clear, this thing is a large logo that's in the very middle of of this room, right? This and this I have club. large feet, so <laughs> you know. I remember one of their former uh, reporters. Um, uh, she was like, "Oh my God, you stepped on the side!" And I wanted to say, "Give it a breast." Like I'm doing my job right now. I'm trying to talk to someone. I'm in a right. scrum. I push my foot away. Get lost. You know, right. I, I, you know, we're not talking hockey today. You know, get out of here. You know, I just, I can't do it. So it just, it, it just, that sort of stuff ticks me off. You know? Right. Like, so, because it's like, what do you want me to do? Right. Not well, you got to be, you got to, you got to be like a great one, Linda, and, and somehow tightrope that thing. It's just, it doesn't yeah, make I, sense. Linda's. He brought up the one. I brought the one, Linda's. Jesus. Oh, my goodness. But, oh, um, there's, there's, there's uh, a bunch of these, and, and, uh, you know, uh, in addition to, you know, in, in the baseball thing, like you, you're not supposed to, you know, with a big lead, you're not supposed to steal bases. Now, all of these things that we're, that we're talking about, and particularly like in football going for two and stuff, if, if you're a youth league team, I kind of like, I hate to see, you know, there is always that, you know, Johnny, Johnny's father that uh, coaches the team over there that's just beating the pants out of a, another team that has no chance whatsoever um and in youth basketball or youth baseball whatever you know he's stealing them blind they're they're running on the catcher that clearly can't even throw a ball back to the pitcher much less second um you know there is there is that guy right that we are that girl that we all we always see and say you know that's not that's really not sportsmanship you're trying to teach the game um you're clearly better than the other team let's not you know let's not embarrass them so i'm not talking about that but as far as you know, we were talking about college or 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 professional sports in particular. Um, you know, I, I I just feel like you know you're getting paid to do a job, so then do the job. And if you can't, then that's on you. It's really not, you know, it's really not anybody's business. And there's weird things like you remember uh, years ago, A Rod made an out and he ran across the mound, right? Like you can't get off oh the my mound. Oh my god! Like you, yeah, it's like a tiger spit on the green or something. I remember yeah. one. Tom Watson right. went absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. So what? So like, who cares? Sorry, right. like this isn't 1930 anymore. Like, get over it. So, right, exactly. The one I remember uh, from football the most because I lived it, and it was an interesting uh, uh, beginning of a of a short career here. Was was Greg Schiano, uh, the coach of the oh. of the Bucks? You just got <laughs> come from Rutgers. And uh, and Francesa probably went on for this for about a year and a half. But uh, so they're playing the Giants. It was their first road game, I believe. Yeah. Might have been the first game of the season, but it definitely was their first road game. Um, no, I don't think it was the first game of the season. But it was the first road game for sure. And they're playing uh, the Giants, who they get a big lead on. By the way, they're up like twenty-one. But for whatever reason, Shiano decides to continue to blitz. Uh, Eli Manning, and he's got man coverage all over the field, so he proceeds to throw about five touchdown bombs, and they they get back in the game, and then some, and they wind up uh, they wind up you know beating the the uh, the Bucks, but they're they're in control of this game. They're up by at least two scores, um, you know, maybe a minute or less left, and and so Eli does what you what teams generally do, which is they take a knee. Game's over. I take a knee three times. Clock runs out. Game's over. 
But no, 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 no. This wasn't good enough for Greg Schiano because Greg Schiano came from college. He's, a, he's college, a tough guy. He's a football guy. Yeah. You don't tell me when the game is over. There's That's still right. time on the clock, okay? So when there's still time on the clock, what 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 allows you to tell me that we're supposed to stop playing? This was his whole thing. So guys like Rondé Barber, who was embarrassed to do it, and others were told, hey, I know they're taking a knee here, but you got to try to attack Eli Manning and try to get the ball out. So, you know, the offensive linemen are kind of expecting just a little stand-up tap and whatnot. Well, here they come. And they knock, Peyton, they knock Eli Manning to the ground and – uh, if you think Tom Coughlin got mad at times, boy, I don't oh, know that yeah. I've ever seen him hotter than this. And so this went on like three straight plays until the game was over. And then, uh, then came the uh, ceremonial uh, lecture at midfield between Shiano and, uh, and Coughlin, who schooled him a little bit. And then after the game, I mean, Shiano, he wouldn't let it go. I mean, he was like, well... I guess uh, they guess they didn't bother watching some Rutgers tape because we did it. I was like, "Whoa!" When you start saying Rutgers tape, you've lost us. Okay, this is the yeah, national. Yeah, football this isn't League. Piscataway, buddy. Okay, this is <laughs> right? They're our I mean, Okay. Yeah, I mean, geographically, maybe you're close to it. I get it. You're playing in yeah. the Meadowlands, but come on now. And yeah. uh, and then he, then he was like, "Well, we're, I'm not. I'm telling you guys, I am. I'm after today." We, so this continued on, and it was it hit all the talk shows and. Unbelievably, like some of the uh, NFL types, I guess, just decided to to zig when everybody else zagged and said, well, you know, he may have a point. You know, he may be right. Who says it? And then most of them said, you know, no, there's a certain decorum, uh, including my boy, John. You know, there's a certain decorum, okay, the football. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, um, Shano announces to us uh, on Monday, he goes, look, guys, this is the last, this is the last time I'm talk about it. I'm not, and he, he wouldn't give an inch. Uh, we're going to do this, and he did continue to do it. We're going to do this. Um, we're going to. We're not going to let other teams decide when the game is over. Uh, but I'm not talking about it anymore. Then on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, he did every national show you could do, saying exactly the oh, same yeah. thing because he wasn't going to talk about it anymore. Um, but that's how you get yourself into trouble when, you know, like that's the difference <laughs> though between decorum and the unwritten rules. Like, is that no? That's kind of. I mean, it's not a. It is an unwritten rule, but it's also, you know, you're playing a game where guys get hurt. Why get a guy hurt for no reason? You know, it's, yeah. let alone you're a franchise also, quarterback. Also, it's not like you're going up against another rookie coach or somebody. You're going up against a well-respected coach, right? You know, a guy like Tom Coughlin, a guy like Eli Manning, who his name kind of resonates. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so. You know, another one with Tom Coughlin was when the Patriots were 15-0 and 0 and the Giants mm -hmm. had already clinched their playoff right. berth. And right. everyone's like, well, the game's in East Rutherford. You know, you guys just not going to play your guys and let, let the Patriots walk into history? And Tom Coughlin said, to hell with that. We're playing them, and we're going to play them with all of our starters, and we want to beat them. And I remember yep. John Madden called him. And said, you know, you know, John, you know, thanks, thanks. That's the way it should be. You know, thanks so much. You know, and you know, but that's <laughs> but the seriousness of it was that earned a lot of respect because you know, you don't like understand if if the Patriots were fourteen and one or four yeah. thirteen and two, yeah. It's different. It's way yeah. different. But the unwritten rule is if you want perfection, you're you gonna earn it. You're gonna earn it. Yeah. And I thought that was, you know, listen, I'm glad the Giants won the Super Bowl that year growing up and, you know, from that area and everything. But that was probably one of the most important moments of that year. 
because it showed the honor that Tom Coughlin had for the history of the game, for the unwritten rules of the game. So you want to talk about the, the both ends of the spectrum there. Right. It's you know revolving around one coach. I think Tom Coughlin is pretty good with that. So yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I remember that that was a, a great game too, as I recall. And then of course, thirty-eight, thirty-five. Yeah, yeah, very phenomenal. <clears throat> and of course, they got him in the Super Bowl. Um, okay, so. I need to know this, Chris, because we are we are getting closer and closer to uh, to September, which is traditionally football season. Um, who knows whether that will occur? Uh, I think the NFL is going to play at minimum. I know that only two of the Power Five conferences so far have said they're not playing. Sure, feels like there's going to be football um, in the in the Southeastern Conference. I would hasten to guess maybe in the ACC. I mean. Do you do you have a sense or feel that any of these other uh, football conferences are going to are going to uh, shut it down? Uh, so last week I had a chance to talk to Jeff. I've been talking with Jeff Scott regularly in our press conferences. Um, I had a chance to kind of sit in with the Mike Norvell, um, you know, Zoom call. Manny Diaz from Miami. Dan Mullen has spoken as well. Yeah. I, I get the sense from them. Mm-hmm. I think the coaches are probably the most cautious out of the the hierarchy between right. them, the ADs, and the presidents and chancellors. So yeah. I think if you talk to Jeff Scott, it's day by day. It's, mm-hmm. hey, we're, we're just happy to get on the football field for a scrimmage type of deal, you know? Uh, I remember he said Saturday after the scrimmage at Ray J, he said, you know, we may not get the green light for a season until we're playing. Like we may have to actually see the ball. We may have to get on the bus before the day of a game. And then it's like, Oh, we are playing. Okay. Like we're actually getting on the bus to go to wherever and we're going to play. So I think that's the way it's going to be. Um, But I think, you know, one thing I'll give credit to, and again, you know, one thing you and I have talked about going back to March really is we're not experts. We don't know anything. You know, we're, we learn as much as, a Dr. Fauci or an Admiral, you know, Gerard or somebody else is a, or Dr. Redfield from the CDC comes out and gives us info. You know, we're not, you know, we don't know anything. We're, we're we do sports. This is who we are. But um, I think, you know, it looks like numbers are going down in Florida. Thank God. And especially in our area, which is really nice to see. Um and I think these, when it comes to students, yeah, North Carolina, Notre Dame, Michigan State, other places, um, yeah. you know, they're probably going to end up just moving to online because I think they tried it and it didn't work in terms of students. But right. these football teams, they're off campus. They're taking Zoom classes. On the entire USF football roster, uh, Rick, only 19 total in-person classes mm. for the whole semester. Yeah. So. That's the way it should be. Notre Dame, they're all in a hotel room. Um, right. So I think they're trying to create a bubble without it really being a bubble. Right. And honestly, like Nick Saban said, these kids are more safe when they're on campus in the football facility because they have the best doctors, the best training staffs. I think that gives them a fighting chance. So I guess a long answer to your question is I think it's 50-50. But I think mm. if you get to the presidents and to the chancellors and the ADs, I think they're a lot more confident than, say, a coach. Um, the players just want to play, but I think there's enough medical evidence to say, hey, there are risks. And then there are others that say there are risks, but you can, mitig- you can kind of lower those. 
So it's yeah. all a matter of it's all a matter of which document you look at and who's talking to you as a medical advisor, I guess. Yeah, and that, that's the bizarre thing is that um, you know, look, I mean, what whatever advice, medical advice, the pack. Pac-12 or the or, or the Big Ten got um, you, you'd wonder why they wouldn't share that with the other conferences um, if they're that that convinced that it is a danger, um, you know. But by the same token, I mean it, it is the thing I didn't understand. I heard Herm Edwards um, talking about this, and um, <laughs> you play to win the coach. Yeah, so coach was New York moment. Yeah, yeah, he was talking about well, well we still got twenty hours now. We got twenty. We got twenty hours. We we gonna work our guys. Oh, we're gonna work our we guys. Do coach. We, we do what we want. We can do it. Hey, hey. Let me tell you. We can do whatever we want now. Um, we got twenty hours. So we're gonna be out there. We're gonna be out there practicing. You know, we got helmets on. You know. And it's like, well, if you're gonna do all that, you might as well play. What, yeah. What What is really changing here? You know, aside from uh, I don't know, maybe having to get on a plane and 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 travel somewhere and stay in a hotel overnight. I mean, I I don't know. I I you know, this seems to me like these guys. Um, are still going to be going through a lot of the same things, whether they play or not. Um, but let's let's hope it's safe. That's that's the premier thing. We want everyone to be to be safe, and um, you know, if they play, uh, maybe they'll learn some things about the well, best about, practices of doing that. How about the Big Ten? Because now yeah. their their parents are going to Chicago on Friday to meet yeah. the Big Ten. And yeah. Until you had said Herm Edwards, I swear to God, Rick, I didn't hear a peep out of the Pac-12 about this. No, that's true. So, very interesting. Very yeah. interesting how two conferences are handling this very differently and, you know, mm-hmm. how everyone's getting hung up about a potential non-vote in the Big Ten, you know, yeah. it comes down to the commissioner. So I don't know. But one thing yeah. we know is the NFL's playing, thank the good Lord. So. Nothing will <laughs> stop that train, my friend. No, Nothing's going to no, stop that train. Yep. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hop on, get aboard. There's room on the Brady train. There's still room. Uh, it's been fun. I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed kind of these past couple of weeks. So. Yeah, <laughs> uh, last last few days. I mean, uh, you know, Brady made some plays, and Scotty Miller. Uh, and I wrote about this in the Tampa Bay Times and, and TampaBay.com. Is is now Julian Edelman? He is. I mean, <laughs> another guy from the Mid American that you know played in Ohio and uh, Bowling Green, baby. Bowling yeah. Green, yeah. he was the leading receiver, and he was not a first-team All-Mac. Yeah, I how'd that happen? I was there the day he got drafted, and I remember finding that stat. And I was like, yeah. that's absurd. 1,400 and something yards and nine touchdowns, and, uh, you know, ran ran like uh, under a 4-4-40. So uh, he looks good. I'm telling you, he looks good. The, uh, you know, Bray's throwing the ball well. Um, the defense is, is fast. You know, I think Tristan Wirfs is going to struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, what rookie, what rookie, you know, tackle with, uh, zero preseason games wouldn't. So uh, I know, I think those, that 2.3 second getting the ball out is going to help. Hopefully. It's going to be a big help. Yeah. And Tom's yeah. going to throw a few away. And if he sees, you know, see guys win off the line of scrimmage, but 
We are inching ever so closely to that. I mean, they just have, uh, what, another 12 or so padded practices and then a simulated week of game week and then game week. So, Are they releasing we'll, the numbers of COVID tests and all that? I haven't. They have been league-wide, yeah. It's way down. I mean, I think it's under 1%. Um, okay. You know, I, I don't know if there's even 12 players still in the protocol league-wide. I know the Bucks don't have anybody. So, I mean, uh, and you do when you're over there and, you, you know, we have to – uh, in the in the tier two, you know, I'm a tier two person, and not a three oh, yeah. OS. Um, we're uh, we're tested you know daily, um, and um, you know have to go and get the uh, uh, the little the little button there that tells you when you're within six feet of uh, of somebody. That actually would be helpful in real life, to be honest with you, and not for COVID, just in general. What's like this? If you could, well, that you got this. So you got this little beeper thing. So um, it's and it's uh, individualized, you know, with your information. And so you wear this around your neck, and if you get within six feet of somebody, the red light starts blinking. And if you break that, if you break that seal, it's it's a little like an ankle bracelet. You're familiar with those, Chris? Um, oh, yeah, it's oh, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the, the hard <laughs> streets of, of uh, Woodbury. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't act like you haven't had to, to, to use the coat hanger to itch that ankle before, because I know you. Yeah. Um, but uh, you get too close, and it starts blinking red. And if you get really too close, it starts beeping, like beep, 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 beep. And it and it also is registering um, information about you know who you're around, so that they can do the tracing. Um, so this is oh, the, okay. this is what yeah. So we wear those. And, um, you know, but you do, you know, and then you go outside and you're six feet apart and you're wearing a mask. It's 105 degrees. And, you know, I got within, this is true. I think on, yeah, it was on, uh, on Tuesday, I got within 25 yards of Tom Brady. I swear to you, it was just, it was just grass sideline, maybe one or two players and Brady on a knee. And I thought, Maybe this is my chance. Just go up yeah. there, walk up the, about five seconds away, and see if anyone notices, and just just like say, "Hey, I'm, I want to introduce myself." We're never just take the a necklace chance. off. Take the necklace. Yeah, right, take right. It. Take that off. Sure. Just Throw take the ankle. Throw to the wind, Rick. <laughs> right. How far would I get before the guys in the yellow security shirts take me away? Yeah. Well, it was a thought. You, it was a fleeting thought. But if they touch um, you, you just scream six feet, six feet. <laughs> right. Right. Do. You know? Exactly. Exactly. You're you're violating my space. That's right. Um, That's but yeah, I didn't do it. Bubbles. So no, I think they're going to play. I mean, the, the, like I said, it's sort of a, a it's a it's not a bubble, but it's you know it's certainly like a, a kind of a biosphere. I think all the yeah. all the players are taking it seriously, and the teams that do, um, you know, uh, and have a little luck because obviously they're still exposed to their family and kids that go to school and things like that. But the ones that do are going to be are, are going to be the teams that have the most success. I think it's going to be a big story all year long. It's. It's the it's almost like MLB where okay we got through spring training 2.0 yeah and then things kind of hit the fan because everyone started traveling the right. good news with NFL is it's not okay everyone's traveling on a Monday and then a Wednesday or a Thursday yeah. Sunday it's right you're going Saturday you're back Sunday night or Monday night type of thing yeah right so, after the game quick, yeah they yeah, they're in a hotel, um, maybe, maybe four or five hours before it's lights out, and then you know, up in the morning, headed to a visiting stadium, and then as you know, they leave right after the game. So that that part will be pretty well managed. Um, they don't have any free time, and they won't be eating out. Um, everything will be will be brought to them. So, 
Yeah, I, I think the NFL will do it. I don't look. I you can't predict what will happen in all these states or or with all these teams, and you can see games canceled or maybe even weeks canceled. But uh, I do think they will start on time, and I think the Bucks will be at New Orleans without fans be and great. probably a hell of a lot of piped in noise, but uh, without fans um, on September thirteenth. So, and you're going def- right. Uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know we're trying to get there. So. Yeah. I mean, as it stands right now, we have a we have a credential and, and we want to travel, but uh, you know, yeah. there is a a safety uh, a safety thing involved that uh, you know, as they say, someone at a much higher pay grade than me will make that decision. So, um, but we're prepared to go. We hope to go, and and uh, we'll still have, as you know, the best uh, Bucks coverage. So you're doing something. Uh, I wanted to tease this on Spectrum Sports uh, 360 Bay News Nine. The uh, on Friday night, uh, your uh, the Goon Squad, who we're all familiar with, of course, on uh, yeah. ninety five. Is it ninety five three? It's been so long since I used to say those words. Oh, I think that's correct. <laughs> uh, Six twenty and ninety five three FM or ninety five three FM. Anyway, uh, Pat and Aaron show. They have, have had a beer uh, named after them, and um, and so they've been doing some some interesting things with that. Yeah, so they have a, a beer called Goon Squad IPA, which um, they partnered with their friends from uh, Brew Hub up in uh, Lakeland. And yeah. um, so that beer has been around for probably nine or 10 months. It is a 9.8. Whoa. So it is it is about three Bud Lights. Woof. And um, it's heavy. and But it's good. It's not bad. Um, but, uh, so then they have, uh, a listener from the mermaid tavern in Tampa who is a chef. And so he decided to turn, kind of turn, use the IPA as like a batter for pickled jalapenos to put on top of a really good bacon oh, wow. burger. And, oh. uh, so it just, it's kind of cool because listen, I think as you well know, when you're on the radio or, you know, when you're writing style or on television, you have your identity, you have the way you do things. So, you know, Pat and Aaron do things their way and, uh, they've got maybe gotten different people to listen and to kind of be interacting with sports in Tampa, maybe differently. So I just thought it was really cool to kind of see them, kind of get this recognition and kind of have different people involved. And some of the people we talked to in the piece are like, I don't even like sports. I like them. So that kind yeah. of speaks to the volume as well. So yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be 1030 at night. I'm pretty sure then it'll run Saturday morning all day on Bay news nine. So, um, yeah, people will get a chance to, uh, to kind of see it. And you know what, if it helps a couple local businesses in the process in 2020, I'm more than happy to do that. So, yeah. well, uh, the hamburger, yeah. the hamburger sounds absolutely delicious. I it mean, is amazing. And it, and it comes with like fries and a great house aioli. And oof. the whole thing was like, I'm like, I have to go out to dinner this night. I sat there and ate the whole damn thing, Rick. It is grass fed beef with chorizo in it. It's amazing. I highly recommend it. It's very yeah. good. So, and hopefully, uh, our, hopefully, our new sponsors here on Sports Day Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, for right. That, for that great endorsement. <laughs> uh, well, he's Chris Torello, and of course, you can watch him on Spectrum Sports uh, 360 on Bay News Nine, and uh, he's good enough to join us uh, every other week or so. And we appreciate it, Chris. We'll be watching you on the big show, buddy. All righty, be safe, everybody. Okay, tomorrow on the podcast, we'll break down Game 5 of the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Columbus Blue Jackets with Diana Neros of the Tampa Bay Times. We'll give you her insights. The Rays continue their series against the Yankees. As we wrap up this podcast, they're currently up 6-3 to three in the top of the ninth. We'll see if they can pull that off and uh, continue their domination 
of the guys in the pinstripes this year so far. And the Bucks are back in pads. We're going to talk to Devin White, their linebacker, on a Zoom call. So we'll tell you what he has to say. And our mailbag, remember, is uh, for Friday. Get your questions in to us. You can do that on Twitter. Send them to us at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud at the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.